morning to everyone. Welcome to God's house this morning as we begin our new series on the God questions. As we take a look at the question this morning, is God real? Uh, so often we have these questions maybe in our own minds, plus as we talk to others, and we'll see how we have the answer that truly God is real. Now we begin our worship service this morning, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
please rise as we confess our sins to our Heavenly Father and enjoy that forgiveness that Christ has earned for us. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. Return, O my soul, to your rest. Almighty God, merciful Father, from futile and sinful ways, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, as a called or a danger of Christ and by his authority. Therefore I forgive you all your sins, name the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our lesson for this morning is recording Paul's letter to Romans chapter 5, and here we see again about that Jesus, that second Adam, that came for us, for our salvation. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death came to all people, because all sinned. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in the life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in the condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of the one man the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with our next hymn as we think of that second Adam and truly how great his name is.
grace to you in peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. As I said in the introduction, beginning a new sermon series over the next few weeks, the God questions. And maybe some of you have the same thought of these six questions that we're going to be taking a look at. Especially um, when you get in a conversation at school or at work, you may wonder, how do I answer people? What do I do? What do I say um, when they start talking about God, to, that we believe in a God that we've never seen? We're supposed to believe in this supreme being? How do we know if he's real? But this pastor, Hal Seed, over 20 years, kind of kept track of the God questions. And they can focus in on six areas and six main questions. And these are the questions that we're going to be taking a look at over uh, the next few weeks. Today we'll be taking a look at, is God real? Next week we'll be taking a look at, is the Bible true? The third week, don't all roads lead to heaven? The fourth week, how can a good God allow suffering in this world? Which is right, evolution or creation? And the last one that we'll be taking a look at, the last question is, what happens when I die? Maybe you've thought of those questions yourself. Maybe they've come up in discussions with your friends, with your relatives, with your coworkers, and it's my prayer that over the next few weeks that we'll be taking a look at these answers. Taking a look at these answers and give you that encouragement to be that disciple of Christ to share that news. And that's why this morning, we're going to take a look. Is God real? Take a look. You have the whole Psalm 19 printed out for you on your worship folder. But I want to zero in on the first four verses and the last verse. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. When you take a look at the sun, you start to realize that God is real. You take a look at that opening verse, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. I mean, how often don't you go out at night, look up into the stars and say, what a beautiful night. And those stars just didn't happen, just didn't fall into place. I mean, so often we take a look at the constellations right now, too, with the planets you know, near the moon and kind of going away, and then they come back closer to the moon again. And often don't you catch yourself saying, wow, this is God's hand. This is God's hand in his creation, and we'll be talking more about that in the weeks to come. But all we have to do is to take a look at nature. And we realize that God is real. We're told in the book of Hebrews, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Don't we have that faith? Realizing again that the way this, this world just, just didn't happen to come about by chance. I mean, in the book of Hebrews, we're told every house has a builder, and God is the builder of the universe. When you start to take a look at this, 
You know, I like that where it says in the verse 4, and the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun. I mean, we start to realize again how dependent nature is on one another. The way, again, if you take a look at the universe, the way, again, the trees need the air. Trees, again, give off the oxygen that we breathe in. We need the animals. We need the crops to eat. We need the sun. And again, notice the way the sun is just in the right position. Not too close to the earth so we burn up. Not too far so that we freeze. But it's pitched just right. We're also told that all things, not only are they dependent, but will be destroyed. And if we think of the universe, that all things are going to finally decay. And we start to think, where did all this come from? It had to come from some supreme being, some God It had to do it. I know it's hard to see, but I think you know what this is, a Pepsi can. If I would ask you, how did this come about? How would you answer me? You'd probably say, well, Joe Smith wrote, made it in some plant, or Jane Doe was on the production line and filled the can. What would you say if I happened to say, well, it took a long period of time to make this can of Pepsi. First, there was this brown liquid just kind of floating around. And then all of a sudden, out of the water, comes up this aluminum material and happens to round itself around that brown liquid. Later on, in a few more long years, there was a blue color. It formed on the can, and, and it even has you know, the red, white, and blue trademark of Pepsi, the white letters, and it even evolved so well that it even tells me how many calories I have when I drink it. <laughs> you may think that that's foolish, that's impossible. Someone had to make that camp. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. The words to the ends of the world. God is real. We see that by his handiwork. We see that again by nature. But there's more. There's more too when we realize that God is real. What about the morality in this world? I mean, after all, we know what's right. We know what's wrong. Do we always do something that's right? No. We don't always do that, but we don't go about walking around, throwing rocks through windows or bricks through windows, taking what's not ours. We have a conscience. And somehow, we have to know what's right, what's wrong. Someone had to place that into us. And again, we see that hand of God. We see that, that hand of God that's teaching us that morality. That morality, what's right, what's wrong. I mean, once again, listen to what we're told in Scripture. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are law for themselves even though they do not have the law. They show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, 
their consciences also bearing witness and their thoughts sometimes accusing them and other times even defending them. If you put in the word, substitute into the word their law, the Ten Commandments, it's interesting then to read that, isn't it? To realize what Paul is telling us. Indeed, when Gentiles or non-Jews who do not have the Ten Commandments do by things required by the Ten Commandments, they are law for themselves, even though they do not have the Ten Commandments. They show the requirements of the Ten Commandments are written on their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts sometimes accusing them. Well, who wrote that morality? Who wrote that morality into our hearts? Again, it was God. God who wrote that in. God who has given us that morality. It's God who has placed our conscience for us. We know what is right. We know what is wrong. Otherwise, again, um, there would be total chaos in this world. People live, again, by their conscience. Is God real? Man, we have that answer, don't we? We have that answer by that his creation. We have it again by that morality. Think of what this means for us. Think what this means for us to, to have this God, this, this supreme being. And we'll get to that closing verse, but think of the way his glory is seen. Think of the way, again, that we get to give that praise to our Heavenly Father to realize, even though we don't see him, even though we can't touch him, he's there. He's the one that loved us. He's the one that gave us his son to die for us. Gave us his son who willingly went to the cross to cover our sins. That's unique, isn't it? And we may think, well, that happened way back when. Yeah, God promised Adam and Eve in the garden. Yeah, that was 2,000 years ago when Jesus lived on this earth. Big deal. But take a look at what creation does. Because listen to, again, what we're told in the book of Romans. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Oh, we may try to make up excuses. We may try to make up excuses saying, well, God isn't real. I don't see him. He's abstract, so therefore he doesn't exist. But don't we live by faith with things that we don't see? I mean, how many of you have invested money in the stock market? having faith that you're going to make money and not lose money? How many of you have faith in um, your jobs? That um, your employer is going to pay you every two weeks? You know, what about when you wake up in the morning? Don't you have enough faith that there's going to be air to breathe? Don't we live by that faith and, and again giving that thanks to our Heavenly Father? It's done. And granted, I understand with the stock market, you may read about those companies. I understand it with your job. You sat down with your employer, and he said, we will pay you every two weeks. I get that you know enough about physics and science that there's enough oxygen in this world. Isn't that why we give that praise? That praise to God? May these words in my mouth and this meditation in my heart be pleasing in your sight, 
Lord, my rock and my redeemer, my strength and my redeemer. Doesn't nature and all of us give that praise to God? Our thoughts, our meditations, all that is given to this God who is real. All the creation gives that praise to God. Have you ever thought about a banana? How this is, it's just a unique, unique item of God's creation. It's made to fit in your hand. It fits nicely. It's even got a curve so that it's easier to eat, you know, to your mouth and being straight. It has its own um, telling system. Yellow, I mean, green, it's not ripe. Yellow, you better slow down and eat it. If it's black, well, then it's banana bread time. (laughs) And I'm not sure if you've ever really noticed something about a banana. I'm sure I'm going to have to turn my back to you while I'm preaching, but if you hold the banana up, you know, facing you like this, have you ever noticed there's three ridges on the back and two in the front? You may say, big deal. Have you ever noticed what happens when you peel a banana? Because of those ridges, you have a nice little handle. (laughs) Your hand doesn't even get dirty. Did this happen by chance? Think of what this is giving praise. Think of how many bananas in the tropic jungles are giving that praise to that real God. Think of what this means as we meditate with our mouth and with our praise. Think what this means as we think of that rock, which means that strength. God is that strength. This almighty God that created this world, he is real. He's the one that redeemer that means to buy back. He bought us back. Whether we take a look at nature and and see the way again, that glory is seen, to take a look at those stars, whether we're in the tropics or whether you're eating a banana sometime, remember how true God is. This God that loved us and gave us this son. Is God real? Take a look around you. We are without excuse. May we find that comfort in knowing that we have that almighty God the creator of this world. Amen.
shines in the dark, but the darkness could not comprehend. For God so loved the world, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that he gave his only son. As we return our first fruits to our Lord, has given us all things. The guest books are located in the chairs of the center aisle. You take a moment to sign those. As they're passed back to the center, it gives you a chance to greet your neighbor and our Lord in seek.
Let us please rise for our prayers. And in our prayers this week, once again, we'd like to remember Trina Voss and her recovery. We bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, our great physician, we thank you for watching over Trina this past week and on her road to recovery. We ask you to be, again, guiding the hand of the surgeon this coming week. Give that knowledge to the doctors that are taking care of her. Give that strength to the nurses. And be with Trina and her family in this time of need. May they remember that your protecting hand is around them. May your almighty power give them that comfort now and forever. Amen. Dear Lord, as we think of that question, are you real? We know the answer. All we have to do is look around and we see your almighty hand in this creation. We see again the glory that's given to you. We are without excuse of knowing that you are real. But be with us in these coming days that we may share that glorious news about you and about your love in sending Jesus to be our Savior. Continue to watch over us, and may we again be that spokesperson as we share the news about you to people everywhere. All this we ask in our Savior's name who taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And we prepare our hearts to receive the Lord's Supper. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let's give thanks to the Lord our God. Praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In love he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He made his son to be the atoning sacrifice of our sins. And not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and thanks and honor and glory forever and ever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this remembrance me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks. Gave to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, the new covenant, which was poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. May the peace of the Lord be with you always.
With all things being prepared for the Lord's Supper, you'll be ushered up in the center aisles. You'll receive the elements and dispose of the cups and baskets and return to your chairs in the side aisles.
rise for our closing prayer. Almighty God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, chose to suffer pain before going up to joy and crucifixion before entering into glory, mercifully grant that, walking in the way of the cross, we may find this path to be the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please be seated. Just a reminder that over the next few weeks uh, for the Bible study, we'll be meeting here in the worship center and we'll be going a little bit more over the sermon material um, and taking a look at each of those questions and seeing how we can answer our friends and our neighbors that truly God is real.
Precious Lord, reveal your heart to me. 